Oh, I just found some new content. I'm super excited, <laughs> right? I get down to this because I'm not going to reveal exactly what it is. Yeah. Because I, I, this I discovery was so disappointing. Uh -huh. So I like went down there. I did this quest and like I got there and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is like another <laughs> gateway to more fucking pay to win. Are you clip. kidding me right now? We need this clip. I, are you kidding me right now? I was like, I was so disappointed. I'm like, literally, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game today again. The creatures of Vera were both magical and dangerous. The same could be said for many of the lesser races, which remained on Vera for thousands of years before they had returned. It would take what would likely be perilous negotiations to build allies and possible trust, having returned as outlanders to many of those who called Vera home. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Simorg. Joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Cozy Murder Bunny Faisal. Greetings. <laughs> He's like, embrace me as your brother and I'll shank you in the back. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we're going with a bit of a different theme for my background today. I hope everybody appreciates it. I got some... Um, ridiculousness from bunny Faisal here before we got started but uh <laughs> we'll save that i'm sure it'll slip out at some point in the near future but before we dig in as usual and as always got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast which is asheshq.com the community curated website for all things ashes of creation also shout out to all the imperial flames which are the supporters both here on twitch YouTube and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. Speaking of the week, before we get started talking about it, I will let everybody know today is very much a community-oriented show. We've got a lot of comments that are coming from YouTube. I pulled from several of the past videos, um, some from Ashes HQ, um, some community sentiment I've picked up on, and of course, we are going to look over the newer cosmetics, which released um, beginning of this month. Um, so you want to do us a solid, you can go over to our Twitter over at Ashes Pathfinder Twitter. Look at the uh, top posts there. You'll see it pinned all of our podcast places um, and check out the one for iTunes specifically. We'd be greatly appreciate if you go over there, give us a five star review, leave us a comment on that review and we will read it here live. Speaking of playing or showing something live, you can call in to one five three nine six six four. 6801 leave a voice message if it's appropriate we'll play it here on the show um let me think what else hmm well over at ashes hq we've got forums that have been uh slowly adding boards um we're gonna be pulling from some of those boards today daedalus has got some articles going up there um he's taking suggestions so definitely don't forget to go over there check out some of his heralds heralds ballads he's got three currently up wait right three third one now yeah three. Yep. 
Um, he's taken suggestions for future uh, articles. So definitely don't be shy. Go over there, create a WordPress account, and uh, you can leave a comment on his articles. You can uh, you know, leave some stuff in the general discussion area, the forums, whatever works. Hit him up on Discord and discord.gg forward slash simorg. Okay. Cooking form. Cooking yeah. form. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, if I start looking like I'm sweating uh, as I'm here, it's only a heat index of 114. But um, as we always say, we stay the course unless, you know, unless it's just a little bit too much. And I've, I've, I've dealt with worse before on a live show. So, um, oh, yes, Alpha One videos are continuing to roll out to the Ashes HQ YouTube channel. I believe we're on playthrough day six. There's four parts for this one. The first part came out today. Um... Join us for community days on Fridays and nights of the Phoenix. We are recruiting. Um, we're not promoting on the Ashes Discord or forums at this time purposefully. We are looking to bring in people more organically and build a solid core of homies that, well, quite frankly, you probably already know if you're a regular part of this community anyway. Um, yeah, really happy with the the newer recruits we've brought in, some people that have been around for quite a while. Um, so it's been a it's been a good time. I've been really enjoying our community nights a lot. Um, Unfortunately, it looks like next week I won't be here for it because that's my birthday, and it looks like we actually are doing stuff, so I'll be posting that later. But, gentlemen, it's um, I'd say we're we're damn near towards almost the very center of this year coming up here soon in July. Um, I think the first or second week of July. I, I'm thinking probably it'll be. Um, and I need to continue to to post this for everybody, but I think it's going to be the show on the 9th no no no, sorry the 10th which is a sunday the 10th i believe on sunday july the 10th i believe that sunday we will not have a show um on that one i'm going to be completely off for an entire week beginning the the first uh manuscript version for my first book so that's going to be me nose to the grindstone plus a good disconnect from technology does me really well if i can get it in once or twice a year so i'm taking off about a good week and just disappearing and doing me for a little while. So that'll be a show we'll be missing. Um, we're looking at getting Pasha back on. Daedalus might have a buddy coming on. Faisal's here for a little while. Half Tilt wants to get on, but he's got real life stuff going on. But we are going to be reading one of his uh, comments from YouTube here today. So it'll be good to kind of, you know, in, yeah, in some way we'll kind of get to have him be a part of today's show along with the rest of the community. Um, Cheryl said, but we will see him again when he emerges. I, I do have a tendency to sort of disappear. Uh, you all don't really get that, but I, people in my personal life know me really well, like that have known me for years. They, they kind of know, like I have a tendency to disappear for a week or two or sometimes more get lost in my own world. Luckily for everybody here, this community is a part of my own little world. So you all don't really see me disappear all that often, do you? Do you have a bat cave? That's a great question. Um, we'll, we'll, um, more like a dark overlord oh, layer is what he has. <laughs> yep. Thank you that for coming. that alley you, by the way. <laughs> right. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I love how the co-hosts are like, thanks so much for setting that up for us. We really appreciate you. And I'm over here like, mm, gosh, dude, I'll give you cookies later. Give you cookies later. <laughs> Express delivery. <laughs> so, uh, where do we dig in today first? Um, and I think in no particular order. Why don't we hit this one? 
I've been, and I feel like it's worth talking about. I know we've we've hit on this one previously. We tend to do it pretty regularly. But here lately, I do feel like I'm I'm recognizing a growing sentiment in the Ashes of Creation community. Feel free to chime in on this, right? But um, I do notice this is occurring sort of on social media, within chats, even in my own chat, whenever I'm doing live streams. I see it in comments occasionally on the videos. Um, I see it on the forums as well, the Ashes of Creation official forums. I see it there and check it out, ashesofcreation.com. Um, there are Ashes of Creation pretty much everywhere these days. So definitely go look for yourself. But there, there's like this, there's a few points that they, that I see that people tend to hit on that they're pretty, or I would say growing more like, I guess, uncomfortable and unhappy about. And it tends to be around a few things. One, their development progression speed. I would probably say speed, um, not having showcased specific things. I think character creators always been when they wanted to see, but really combat's the one that sticks the most. And this is one we've talked about recently as well. Um, mm. So combat always seems to be, and it seems like one that they're growing. I, I see more and more people growing more and more concerned with based on how long the game's currently been in development, even along with what we've seen showcased and monetization. Right. And around the things like the the cosmetics, which I know we had a big spiel about this recently. Um, but I guess chime in on this. What what would what are, what are your thoughts around the community sentiment? Now, this isn't everybody, but it definitely does seem to be a significant portion of the people that are engaging in Ash's discussions. I mean I, I definitely can see the point. I think there's some level of impatience. And I think that's exacerbated a bit by the drought of really good MMO content, at least content that I feel engaged with. I think there's a ton of MMOs out there, whether or not I'm engaged in them and whether or not these mm -hmm. community members are engaged in them. I don't know, but yeah. I think that's that's part of it. Like personally, I would agree with that sentiment if we didn't have the half a year we've had this year because last year it felt a little dry in terms of like things that were going on outside of the alpha phases of course like the alpha one i think that was you know definitely you know goodness there um but with the fact that we had like some major things coming in like the character creator which is granted it's not combat right but there it it felt like, okay, this is a level of care they're putting into this system. So that gives me some level of confidence that there's that level of care in other systems. And then we saw this weather system and it's, to right. me, it, it felt like it was more focused on world building because they were still iterating combat. And, and one mm -hmm. thing we just need to level set here in terms of expectations, right? We are talking about a very ambitious project. We are talking about an MMO. This is not something mm -hmm. that you know, you can release and and plus the fact that while they've been doing a lot of hiring, it's still an indie team. It still started out small. There still was some things that happened that they made decisions um, early on to improve the longevity of the game, right? The network issues, et cetera, right? That I think set them back quite a bit. 
Um, I don't know that the Unreal thing set them back that much. I think it in the long run, it's going to be shorter because of it. But like personally, I don't necessarily get at this point that frustration level being like an internal to intrepid thing. I think it's more of a they're seeing like nothing out there that really, at least me personally, like I, I would imagine they're not seeing anything out there currently that meets that expectation they have for Ashes of Creation. So they're kind of reacting mm -hmm. with that and they, they just want them to release something. But frankly, that would be the biggest mistake that Intrepid Studios could ever do. And I think they know that. And I think that's why they're taking their time on combat and iterating a lot and why we haven't seen much of it. I mean, I think there are other aspects and I think there were some commentary that you had later that I hope we get to uh, yeah. because I think there's some other aspects they could do to kind of help move this along yeah. and kind of get us in that direction without necessarily showcasing combat. Um, but personally, I'm I'm not necessarily like aligned with the argument given what we've seen so far this year. As far as the monetization methods, I'll keep it brief. The company needs to make money so they can keep developing the game. They're not mm. doing anything mm. like I've seen in other games that I'm playing right now and not necessarily, you know, you know, spending an arm and a leg on that aren't predatory. Yeah. Right. There's no while there is that kind of level of, you know, you know, limited offer like cosmetics. Yeah, I get that. Like, you know, I get that argument. I don't necessarily feel like because there's nothing else they're really doing to monetize other than that. I don't necessarily see that as a problem either because they need an, a revenue stream so they can keep hiring people so they can keep developing. So personally, I, I'm not necessarily like irritated with that um, as much. I think there's some things they like we've talked about they can do to tweak it, but I'm I'm not necessarily thinking that that is a bad thing, what they've done in terms of setting up that structure. All right. Fair enough. And well, yeah, we're definitely going to come full circle on these points because a lot of what we're going to be filling the show discussion with is going to be some comments specifically will be coming from YouTube and they do actually dance around these particular points where we're sort of sharing our sentiment on. So um, what about you, Faye? So what are some of your thoughts about that though? I mean, I can see why people are anxious about combat, but it doesn't give them the full right of them saying, yes, we are waiting just for combat. Like, I understand that it's the biggest, like, one of the biggest parts of an MMO. It's like a break or make moment. But they've shown us a lot about combat. They've shown us Alpha 1, for example. And even after testing, they acknowledged that it was bad uh, or, or, like, as as a whole and they made uh, reworks upon it and they showed us videos and they're still reworking on that so anxious is okay but getting worried or over worried on combat is i don't know i think it's a little bit overboard a little bit i don't know um but what's it called like you need like we need to see other things as well like the character creation. A lot of people were expecting like yeah. character creation to be shown to us to a certain extent or a certain point. Mm -hmm. If we just focus on just combat, they won't show us anything else. Mm. Yeah, plus they outline uh, that and put it on the timeline, you know, loosely without there being a date. They did put it on the timetable to be discussed and showcased. So plus you got to think about how many people are like Pasha who are like 
waiting for that and they were potentially going to hammer intrepid mm-hmm. if it wasn't if it didn't look significant enough you know to to Definitely. provide that like yeah we're giving the feedback it's not that we're there uh, we mm-hmm. aren't and they're doing the work mm-hmm. they're putting significant works on it um at least from what I see in front of me, from the data, past data that we've seen. Um, in terms of monetization, I'm okay with it. Do they necessarily need it? Um, no, but it's easier on the cash flow, if that makes sense. Um, like, why not have monetization? There's nothing wrong with just cosmetics here. Um, it's cosmetics at the very end of the day. Who doesn't love animals and houses and costumes of etc they've shown us other great works that stuff that you're able to get in game that looks amazing so if you don't want to spend the dime just don't yeah you're just going to have to work for it simple Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are not trying to push the agenda of oh yes you need to buy this now Mm -hmm. like they're they're not doing that and let's be honest we've seen other games that every single pack or every season would be just advertised everywhere yeah i mean i definitely i think i can agree with both of you for the most part and i I definitely saw some things in chat too um for who but there was like kind of talking about like do you need to monetize it if it's fully funded and it's like the the thing is about that is there's there's kind of like this I think that we have to really like look at that and have a bit of a more balanced approach as opposed to maybe more polarizingly like I think it's easy to say well it's a business model and they got to fund the game somehow but yeah Steven said uh, it's it's fully funded and I'm like well actually what he said was if need be he'll ensure it's funding right yeah. so it's going to be fully funded one way or the other I don't think we can really blame him or the team for trying to monetize what they can along the way in order to ensure that, I mean, sure, having the money, being a millionaire and having the money to where you can make it happen, I think is great, but who knows what his pool size even is. And on some level, you know, you probably don't want to like have to fork out all of it out of your pocket. Um, Mm -hmm. At least, I mean, I I wouldn't want to, if there was a way to kind of like take individuals who are willing to fund any percentage of it and, and make that like go towards it. So it's not completely out of your pocket. <laughs> then I mean, why not? But, but I, Steven, I, yeah, I still see Steven people's perspectives. Has, so, sorry to interrupt. To say, but Steven has said this once he <laughs> made the Kickstarter packages and the cosmetics for people to so like whoever wants to ride on the bag wagon of ashes of creation can. Yeah, that's fair. he was he didn't he did not mean it to be solely monetization. Right. Yeah, that's a fair point too. Yeah, I mean, I can see like I said, I can see different people's perspectives on this, but I also think that like a little bit of like I think I think the thing that I am seeing is like there's a little bit a little bit more rigidity that I think is really healthy is my perspective on this. I feel like anytime we get into a place where we're polarizingly set in our perspectives and it's like this is where i stand come hell or high water i mean that's going to be a little bit problematic right it doesn't matter where that's coming from um at the end of the the day right like this is going to be the way it's going to be you could be a part of it or not be a part of it whether you like it or not it this is this is how it's going right they're his project their game we want to be a part of it and i think Mm -hmm. it's it's my perspective is this like it 
I have seen progressively, and I'm not implying this to anybody that we, you know, might be engaging in the conversation right now. This is very much my own thoughts, my own feedback around the the discussion points that I made already. It, as someone who's been a part of this, you know, watching this game go through development for, I don't know, man, like what five plus years, five and a half years, or whatever it is now. Uh, you know, with that perspective and in watching it, I I watch the cycles occur within the community. Sometimes by the same people, sometimes just by new people who have been there for around a certain period of time to sort of witness Ash's development, right? And this isn't white knighting or I'm just giving you an objective perspective as a guy who who kind of like excels in human behavior, right? This is what I do. This is my thing. And what I recognize is a cyclical pattern that tends to be there with any game in development. But Ash's specifically is... When people tend to get in, they tend to be really excited and everything. And then they sort of, the, the, the peak and valleys tend to happen in game development. And what happens is we get people that are super excited and probably hyped. Some of that we could probably say does come from Steven and the team, right? They probably do do a pretty good job of hyping things up, right? People get a little bit yeah. hyped. They get a little bit excited. And they're looking forward to this game, you know, happening probably sooner than it's going to. We could totally put the discussion point on like, yeah, but they've missed certain goalposts. That's a completely different conversation. I totally agree with that. And we can have that conversation about uh, that another time. But um, what I notice with people is like, we'll get engaged and then we're super into it. And then we see that something's going to take a little longer or we're expecting that we're going to get to see something by a certain time because of our own ideas or expectations, which at this point, the team's not placing for us at all which is probably really good they don't do that as much as we may love it or hate it and people get really excited and then they kind of get like tired of waiting and it's not here yet and then they kind of get in this place of like uncertainty and then part of those people tend to bounce back and kind of have a, a more balanced perspective of like yeah i'm gonna just need to temper myself and that's gonna take more time the other people are like really frustrated and upset or discouraged and start to not think that they're gonna get to see it at all some of them check out some of them come back periodically some of them we probably won't see the, till the game launches some may not even bother at all who knows but that's the that's what i see happen and so my recommendation to anybody who might find that they're, you know, maybe feeling like, ah, I'm just getting difficult to wait. Or I'm getting tired of this or I'm tired of that. It's like, take a step back, man. Take a step back. Maybe take even a step away. I'm not saying don't care about ashes, but like maybe take some time away. It's still going to be in development. It's not going anywhere. Launch isn't around the corner. Alpha 2 doesn't have an announcement date yet. You could do the bare minimum of checking in every month and just seeing where things are at if you wanted to. Um, so I'm not saying don't be as invested. I'm just saying maybe temper that investment a little bit. So, um, you know, there's a little bit more balance in, in one's lives. I think that's what it kind of comes down to is balance, balance in the approach mm -hmm. and the expectations, probably even our own energy investment level. Real talk. I could sit here and grind out more streams throughout the week. There's a reason I don't do that. Not because I don't care about ashes or I'm not as invested anymore. Because I don't want to burn myself out either. Because I recognize my own inclination to grind and to be more proactive. And I just realized that that timing right now, because I've been through it, the cycles more than once already, not the time to do it. This is not the time to go hard on ashes. Not saying don't care. It's just not the time to go hard on ashes. It's in one of the valleys. 
the valley still got tons that is exciting now compared to in my opinion the previous valleys which were just pretty much silence kind of kind of sucked if you were following the game honestly kind of sucked we can talk about the dark days ashes has definitely had them and i've been pretty critical uh, of some of those you know yeah, hey, I mean, talk. <laughs> yeah. i mean there's there's definitely be some like you know uh, i don't want to say blunders per se but there's been some missteps right i, I think there's been sure yeah, my.com was another one. My.com was another one. Yeah. Oh, that's a dirty <laughs> one to talk about. Yes. <laughs> that was a, that was a... No, nobody, nobody yeah, in this true. space has ever been perfect, right? Even true. even those that we have held high in our opinion have faltered, right? CD Project Red, Bioware. I mean, I could go down a list, man, of no man's guy. Yeah, I mean, of of companies that just I absolutely like adore the disappointed that the hell out of me but like i mean at, at the end of the day this this what you've said in terms of advice i totally agree with because when i had a ton of expectation a ton of hype etc right it was i set some levels for myself that when things weren't happening on that timetable it was very like from a gaming standpoint it was like very like depressing because it's like man i don't have anything that i'm really like attached to like i'm a attached to this game what can i you know what what's going on over there and that's kind of really my was my mentality during those dark days when i was like okay this is this is not something that i'm i mean i wasn't like oh okay well you know i'm out right i i definitely stuck with it but it was still one of those things and now knowing there's going to be a longer timetable and tempering that with understanding some of the, or at least trying to understand some of the decisions that are being made. And also just not expecting that there's going to be a lot of information until there is. Then when there is, I'm like, okay, cool. I can have, you know, we can every month we have at minimum Mm. three weeks of content coming out of the live stream. So then that's, that's what I look forward to. I look forward to the monthly live stream and and hope there's something that, you know, I can, I can talk about until the next one. Right. That, that's the, yep. that's the bottom line. And I think as, as far as like monetization is concerned, I mean, I think there's just so many factors here. Mm. I agree with your, your statements there, Sim. Uh, there's so many factors. I mean, there are some games that monetize and have a box cost, right? Intrepid yeah. is deciding not to do that. Right. There's, you know, some games that monetize that do way more like oh, this, like quick aside, playing Diablo Immortal today. Right. Speaking of pay to win. Right? God bless. Tell I, me about it, dude. Oh, so. So oh, today so I, was like, I, oh. I was I was doing my thing and I'm like, I saw this thing pop up and it's like, oh, hey, somebody's summoning this thing. And in three minutes you can go and fight it. I'm like, OK, let me do that. So I got this. I got this like legendary item i'm like cool what's this it's like some sort of thing and it's putting me on a quest and i'm totally into it i'm like oh i just found some new content i'm super excited <laughs> right i get down cool. to this because i'm not going to reveal exactly what it is yeah because i i this I discovery was so disappointing uh-huh. so i like went down there i did this quest and like i got there and i'm like what the fuck is this? This is like another <laughs> gateway to more fucking pay to win. Are you clip. kidding me right now? We need this clip. I, are you kidding me right now? I was like, I was so disappointed. I'm like, literally, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not playing this game today. 
again. Wow. I don't care if I have any more dailies or whatever. Like again, the gameplay is legit fun. I have fun. I'm but I'm not kind of going past like the season pass that I like jumped in because I thought the cosmetics were cool and like I like the extra gems, etc. I just realized I'm like, now I know why I was getting these other currency items that will remain nameless, right? Why in the hell did I just waste like 15 minutes of my time doing this thing only to find another fucking revenue stream for Diablo Immortal? I just, I was so annoyed with that whole thing. (laughs) Right? And so now now I look at that, I look through the lens of that and realize, okay, just having cosmetics available, like again, even if they're limited time cosmetics, which again, I get the argument there is collectors kind of, you know, don't have that impulse control. Well, so much more honest to, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but it to me it's like, but I'm not I'm not providing players with an opportunity to one up another player money through real life transact or real money transactions rather. And that's that's my like biggest thing where it's like I don't have a problem with Intrepid making money. I am glad they're building some sort of base. But dude, this isn't Star fucking Citizen, okay? We're not selling $10,000 ships here. I mean, the the most money that's out there is like $25, $30 cosmetic. And Steven has gone on record saying, if you don't want, if you don't feel comfortable, don't buy it. I mean, I've never in my life had a developer that I've heard that's uttered those words. If you're not interested right now, don't buy it. Wait and see. And then it's a low barrier to entry. So if you don't like it, that's okay, right? This game isn't for everyone. And I'm I'm like, that in and of itself is totally, totally makes me feel confident that there isn't anything shady with that aspect, right? There's things that I want to know, but that the fact that there's some information that I don't have yet doesn't and immediately like you know, make me vilify the monetization, even in in a slight way. And I think that's where I think some of these claims are unfounded, that it's unfair monetization, right? Because at the end of the day, it's it's cosmetics. And yes, we don't know all the details of it. But for me, the way I look at it is two reasons, right? Whenever I buy something, I'm like, hey, it looks cool. B, I want to support the game. In some yeah. form or another. I mean, I've I bought into the Kickstarter, right? And I've consistently bought cosmetics, but and 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 I'll I can say that historically I have not done that with any other game as regularly as I have with this, because I didn't necessarily like I wasn't as invested in a project as I was in this one. Right. Right. And that and that in investment, right? Air quotes, investment is is predicated on what I have seen, right? Not what mm-hmm. I expect to see. And that's a, the difference between hype and just, you know, I don't want to say loyalty because that's not the word, but between like hype and just saying, hey, you know, I'm, this is how I choose to spend, you know, some some of my disposable income is through video games, right? So that's- the call it charity. 
We call yeah. it charity, dude. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not an investment. It's 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 flushing money down the virtual toilet. But you oh, know what? Dude. At the end of the day, it, it's satisfying. It's satisfying. I, I will and, say and, the, the Diablo Immortal reference, though. Boy, it makes it's a sobering reality when you look at what Ashes is doing compared to that. Yeah, I mean, I thought yeah, I man. never, and I had been pretty even kilter on the whole thing because yeah. I was like avoiding all the pay to win stuff. I knew but it would I, be, like, but I dude, leg- this level is like. Yeah, but I like legitimately was like, oh man, I'm I'm so stoked! I found something, an experience that I haven't done before, and it was like cool, and it had a little story behind it and everything. Cracked and then I'm over, like, huh? and then then I was like, this my my white face got even whiter at that point and i'm like um no this is this is not this is not a good use of my time today unless i want to like flip my keyboard because that's about what was happening i I love Uh, that comment chat i love how a reward for beating a dungeon diablo mortal is the ability to purchase something (laughs) yeah exactly great job spend your money with this and tell us how good we are and we'll give you something to make you feel good about yourself the videos i've seen recently they've already like estimated 110,000 to get all the stuff and things via the gems there's like these wings that someone can get. Like someone spent like 500 bucks and in order to get that fully upgraded, someone spent like 20 some thousand to get it. I'm like, dude, this, I hear this and I think to myself, that's not real life. Like that's gotta be some made up bullshit because no one in their right mind would do that. Oh no, that's real. People are spending actual thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on just to get these wings unlocked i'm like these these wings these like what you know and then they went and they uh, showed the diablo i know this is we're gonna we're gonna shelf most of most of this for the lfm show this week because we're gonna have a whole big probably rant on this so tune in then but the to get back on track and to like talk ashes i see that i'm going Oh, oh, I'm 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 really good with Intrepid's uh what they're doing right now. I really am. <laughs> I have to wait for the game, but boy does it feel a whole lot better than most of the shit out there. I'm telling you. This is like the norm. And people are literally this is like normal. People are accepting of this because of how they've been tempered for so long now. And it's it's actually sad. It's it's actually really gross. But really quick question. What does the wings do? <laughs> They're just there, homie. They're just to look cool. Cosmetic. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, they're just cosmetic. They have no functional purpose. They're not. This isn't a pay to win. This is a pay to pay to win for your wardrobe, perhaps. That's that's like the worst trade deal in existence. Was (laughs) you know. (laughs) That's not even for the gear. It's just for that. That that's for the visual visual effect. Yeah. Yeah. So wings are cool and all. Like they're cool, but I, I prefer that you unlock that through like some hard ass achievement. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in the game. Yeah. It, uh, what are the what? It's the words that are coming to mind. In game merit. Mm. I say this. I is come that back a new to this. Con- is that a new concept? I mean, holy shit! It's like, sorry, um, my skill doesn't equal <sighs> the size of my pocketbook. There's some games <laughs> that are like honoring this, though. You know, like I look at Elden Ring. Elden Ring was a great example of that. You know what I'm saying? Like in game merit, dude, like you actually have to go and bust your ass and 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 work for it and you get it and it's cool and you got bragging rights and, and you can't buy that. There's not a price tag fair, attached to it. 
You're paying the same price. You're just dying 500 times instead of paying 500 times. <laughs> this is so, true. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's a time to investment, not a monetary investment. True. But you know what? <laughs> but you know, with every failure, there's learning. So you right. still are gaining something even before you gain something. You know what I mean? That's I the mean, thing. And, and the thing uh, is with pay to win is you bypass that and you just say, you spend enough money if you got it you spend enough money and you will be strong enough to do this content and, 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 and defeat other people too, simply because your stats are going to be so much higher. It won't matter what the skill level is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And there, and there it is. It's, it's, it's the literal thing you all see, which I believe we've got the command in, in chat. If I'm not mistaken, there it is. That's it. It's like that in discord too. The commands that are here exist in discord as well. That's literally what we're talking about. I, I love how that's accurate. It's never been more accurate than it is now these days with, with pay to win. Let's move forward. Friends. Let's talk about that awesome monetization method that intrepid studios is adhering to. I understand that these opulent negotiations cosmetics came out. Yes, I, I saw those and I instantly thought of our our murder bunny. <laughs> right, I'm buying the entire set. I don't care what yeah, all of you gonna so say. <laughs> I'm buying. I will judge you because I'm right behind you on that shit. Because I'm like, this is cool, man. This is cool. I really, I really like the color scheme. I love the like just the just the style. Honestly, it it's it's my jam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right i think i totally want a desert i want a desert oasis now because of this <laughs> we, you notice Plus right <laughs> we, we see that that caused that mount that scorpion yeah right there's that's tight we saw the beetle previously but that damn scorpion we see where that character model's coming from we saw something else they've already worked on in game that's a variation of that massive mm -hmm. world boss it's gonna stick it to you and poison you and all kinds of bad things that are going to happen to you. Probably this one doesn't really <laughs> do it for me. This is an actual pack. I'm looking, I'm going, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know <laughs> you. <laughs> right. Dude. You know I what? love that costume though. It's like, just, it just given me like good Prince of Persia vibes there. I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's my thing. Oh God. It's like giving me Prince of Prince Persia of before Persia. they try to remake oh. it into a flaming bag of dog shit. So for Thursday, <laughs> it's on the list. I'm going to lose my shiz about that too. There's discussions to have. It also happen. reminds me of uh, like Mongolians. I'm not going to lie. They have really similar culture vibes right there. Oh yeah. yeah nice. Quite similar. Nice. Yeah. The beetle, though, like that beetle is pretty crazy looking, right? We saw it before. Yeah. Uh, gotta get yeah, it. That to ship him. looks like a, a legit booze cruise. If you were in, <laughs> yeah. in uh, what do you call it? Um, if you were in uh, Saudi Arabia, man, I, mean, I would love that. <laughs> I mean, I get negotiator yeah. diplomacy vibes from this whole set, right? Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what's it called? It's also meant for trade deals done behind doors. Yeah. Okay. See the dark side of <laughs> of of negotiations. See that? <laughs> I'm talking trade agreements. And, I need to and butter him up, though. <laughs> butter him up, or butter up your knife before you shank them silently. So it. Well, I mean, that's what the beetle is for, man. That has like two built-in shanks. 
That's <laughs> true, right? <laughs> you're dying. Look at my brooch. I mean, your my murder buddy <laughs> device. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty trippy, man. I mean, this set was uh, did feel very. I'm gonna be honest. The guys cosmetic, that one right there, that one, that does give me like nefarious sort of like shrouded and like cloaked. You don't really know what the hell these people are up to. And it says like their first their first line on the description text for this one specifically I wanted to read. It is said that only fools and spendthrifts bargain on their own behalf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. So this is very very Veiloon, very Middle Eastern vibes, right? Very yeah. very very much about the haggling and the booze cruising and all the things you mentioned. I'm curious what other people think. This one's not my jam. <sighs> I mean, maybe no, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not my jam, which is good because I'm not one of those diehard. I gotta, I gotta have them all. I gotta collect them all. Otherwise, you're gonna be spending a lot of money, like, not like you would in some games that exist currently. The RNG crate mechanics. Yeah, it's it's no hundred k investment. I know, right? You could spend a hundred a month, or you could spend thousands a month. I mean, it's uh, and it's yeah, actually paid to win. We're gonna come back to this one. On a I'm sorry, but Wyatt Chang, man, you you gotta be. It's the same guy that told you, don't you all have phones? That's defending it and trying to game explain how it's not pay to win. Actually, dude, I'm just like, dude, you are not. I don't. I, you don't seem. Never mind. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for Thursday. Yeah, Wait, I, I, I'm gonna said, leave it there. Nope, save it for said Thursday. The Immortal is not paid to win. You no, know, technically he didn't the deny it, but he was trying to excuse it. it. It's okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just not gonna. I want to say stuff about this so bad, but I'm gonna tear <laughs> him up on Thursday. Should be ashamed of yourself. Anyway, makes me feel pretty good about what's going on with the trepid. It's mm-hmm. literally the only MMORPG I even really am stoked about. The, like, really, like, there's games that are sort of like orbiting that core of excitement, like Pantheon, sure. But like with that game, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, it, it has potential. I think it's going to be limited, you know, in, in its in its potential and in its scope. Right? I mean, it, it appeals to certain people. That's great. That's good. I want it to do well. It, its problem is it needs funding it needs actual funding or it's going to be in this circular just rotation of of we're chipping away at it slowly we're going to have limited potential because of how many people we've got capability we're going to have to actually produce this relatively quick my concern for that game is we're going to be eight years nine years and it's not going to have remotely the kind of development that ashes has got Thankfully, because Steven has money and because a lot of people have bought into Kickstarter and have purchased packs along the way, it's all contributed towards this. Facts, mm-hmm. Fact of the matter is they just simply are developing more, more consistently than the other competition that are not AAA studios. For example, Camelot Unchained, RIP. That game's, I'm calling it a RIP, but it'll probably launch one day. Yeah, but like, who's going to want to play it? And the game engine kind of blows compared to Unreal Engine 5. Is Ashes it, wait, is, isn't Camelot Unchained the one with the whole wizardry and flying thing? Or am I thinking of another? Mm, no, no, no. 
It's something else. I don't know what that one is. Uh, you, are you thinking Harry Potter? Is it like, you thinking... like, is it yeah, like it's basically Snow? Harry Potter themed. A bit. Oh. <laughs> is it an MMORPG? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know about this one. The only game that, that is like that that reminds me, like I'm thinking of a survival game. What's it called? Citadel Forged in Fire, but it's been out. It's Yeah, that one. There was another yeah. one, too, that was like a battle royale, but I can't think of the spell something. Spell break, I think. Spell break. Thank you. Yeah, that right. was it. Yeah, and Camelot Chain is based off Dark Age of Camelot, but unfortunately, Mark Jacobs has kind of botched that up. Right? Uh, Chronicles of Illyria, scam starter, in my opinion. May it rest in peace. We already know what I where I stand on that. Uh, you can look at some of the other ones. Uh, Crowfall. Sure, the game got picked up, and it's continuing through development, but the scope is so limited. I mean, what it's what it's doing is a part of a game system for most MMORPGs these days. New World right was thriving in the beginning people were hungry but has diminished since as a result of what in my opinion bad development rushing it right ashes is consistent and stay in the course they're consistent and they're steady and uh when i look at things for the most part i'm pretty happy with it because in reflection compared to all the other things well it didn't do it that bad yep it is citadel citadel forge with fire that's been out for a while yeah i played it for a while i had a server that i hosted and it was years ago now though like five years ago probably or four yeah i mm. played that for like a hot minute and then i was like mm. no quickly yeah. quickly lost they almost had that they were kind of i did feel like they were kind of playing a lot off of like the harry potter stuff though you know because they even had that like sports arena thing or whatever where you could do stuff yeah. but yeah they didn't really bolster on that anyway these cosmetics they're up they're there you can get them we don't know when alpha 2 is going to be but you can get access up to alpha 2 all the way into betas if that's what you choose to do the packages are there i believe this one's going to be through until july please hold on working on it 13th at 11 a.m all right so that's how long you got on this one not too shabby i'm curious what we're going to see for the upcoming dev stream though uh what they're yeah, gonna showcase here. i'm definitely more and more uh i'm more and more curious but let's get into talking about the community stuff because this is what i've been looking forward to talking about the most um let's go ahead and talk about the ashes hq stuff first and foremost okay um <clears throat> i think this was this is this is a topic that we've seen talked about here before this comes from one of our guildies one of our homies in the community o crew now he plays said with Steven confirming multi-boxing will be allowed with restrictions. What do you think about it? I'll post this, his quote below. So it's down below. We're not going to read that part. We're going to read uh, his, his statement, which was by some stroke of luck, my wife agreed to play ashes with me when it releases. I know for a fact that she'll be on much more casually than I will. And it got me thinking why well, put that account time to waste. You will not be able to run multiple instances of the game in one computer, but do you think it would be feasible using Bluetooth keyboard mouse to work on artisan classes in the background? I can't seem, uh, see myself using it as a heel bot while I'm farming a camp, but it would be neat to go fishing on an alt while I'm slowly grinding that doesn't take too much effort. This isn't like an out-of-the-ordinary experience for players to do things like this. Like, this is kind of normal especially for like married couples or couples or people in the same household it'd be like hey can you do this for me while i'm doing this like i know i commented on that and i know we've talked about multi-boxing before 
But that's like, to me, that's like pretty normal. Like, I think that's completely acceptable. Also, an individual who's doing that isn't actually, there's no use of any any kind of like software to, to, to utilize another account or computer. You're talking about doing it organically, like having another mouse and keyboard and kind of multitasking that. Like, that's still a person behind two separate accounts and having to bounce between the two. They're not even running both at the exact same time, right? So it doesn't even really, to me, that doesn't fit into the multi-boxing perspective whatsoever. Now, if you want to contribute specifically, go over to Ashes HQ, go to the forums, you'll catch it under general discussion, um, which is where Okru posted that. But I don't know what you guys think about that. I completely forgot my stance about this. We opened this discussion like what? Three years ago? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it was a while back. It was a, quite a while, a couple couple years at least, I think. Now, year and a half. I mean, two? personally, I mean, I know we didn't we didn't actually get into Steven's comment about this or his stance on it um, in yeah, terms yeah. of like the detail. But personally, I don't have a problem with this because of something he said, right? And he said, if a character progresses with the same amount of effort and time needed by a person who's playing mm-hmm. and they maintain that progression on it, that character, then I don't consider this pay to win, which is my stance too. I mean, unless somebody's like going in and like using like any type of third party program, like you mentioned, right. which, you know, we've all seen like, you know, the t- 10 druids in a line in that Blizzard game, like yes. going in and farming herbs, right? I mean, if they don't do stuff like that, I'm I'm totally okay with multiboxing. I mean, me personally, for reasons I have a at a second account that I just have, right? Um, you know, in terms of the Kickstarter, I honestly wasn't thinking of multiboxing, but I was thinking a bit of an opportunity for me to envision 20 separate alts. So I don't know how many character slots I'm going to have per account. But oh my I God, am, dude, you uh, can It is enabling my alt addiction. Now, granted, now granted, I'm going the brown oh. rice route is I'm going to level one character and then I'm going to have some fun alts just to like experiment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a problem with this too. Um, I think wow. though, Okru, I think there's going to be a slight wrinkle to that plan. I think there's going to be enough risk versus reward in you not having your full attention on that second account um, yes. that it probably won't be the greatest idea. I mean, considering there's open world PvP, um, there's other yeah. things that you might need to do to survive out mm-hmm. in the open world. Now, granted, you might have the benefit of having like an artisan just chilling in town and then your adventuring character can kind of bring them stuff to do. That's fine, but I, I I think this is not going to be as as efficient as you've seen in other games. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not opposed to it because I know like you know people like to do that, and um, yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily a a fan considering it's my attention span <laughs> in in grand my age, right? I I gotta be able to focus on one thing. I, I get way too easily distracted with two things. I. I, one night I had like maybe Diablo and V Rising open at the same time, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. I had to shut one down. What are you trying to say about yourself, there, Dangerous? <laughs> I'm I'm going the um, <laughs> Magus Momana. What Momana Magus? Momana Magus. 
<laughs> and if you I don't mean, know about I, that previous podcast, I agree mostly with Daedalus. Like, the, I think my entire stance back then mm. was on one point where Steven said that you had to put the effort regardless if you had any multiple accounts or any other right. computer next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you put the effort, I'm cool with it. And I I agree with one of Daedalus points is where if if they use the third party to uh what's it called get resources yeah that's more loot for me i ain't gonna oh, murder bunny vibes <laughs> murder bunny well, vibes holy shit the thing with that though they're not going to make that critical mistake that that blizzard game did where you have <laughs> like a node that 5000 people can farm if they're like within a certain time frame right so once it's gone it's gone and the stuff's going to move which Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I would be I would be supportive of your murder bunny tendencies if oh, yeah. somebody <laughs> was multi boxing, botting, like herbing my stuff. You're not calling That's me not the cool. Dark Overlord. I didn't sell them I, for double the price. I, the guilt, <laughs> the guilty fleeth would no one pursue it. I didn't even mention the Dark Overlord. I said some people. I did not include. <laughs> I didn't include that dome. That was not a thing of guilt, by the by the way. Okay, there, I blame this on the conversation at the beginning of the show and me starting it off feeling slightly defensive towards these two. That's what that is, right? Yeah, I'm just saying the red out shines the orange right now, buddy. It's it's a nut. So there's another discussion point on the dadgum sh- thing on Ashes HQ. You can go check out from Jacob over there and and talked about a, a thought. Now, this is only a part of it. Again, I encourage you all to go check out Ashes HQ. Go and encourage, encourage you to, like, join in the conversation. Post your own topics. Like, we will pull from those on this show. But, you know, definitely share it. But right here was a thought. It was like, I had a thought. And this is coming down to professions. With how in-depth all the systems are going to be, from seasonal resources to transporting resource player-driven economy, localized AH, do you think there will be a large number of profession-first players? Players who focus solely on professions and mercantile play. And do you think creating an environment for that kind of play is healthy? Or do you think it will drive too many players into freeholds and nodes and out of the open world? So that I only ask because I've seen some people already negative crafting and trying to draw parallels to a similar situation that occurred in WoW. I think that's an interesting perspective. What do you guys think about that? Um, I actually don't think this is going to be an issue, and I am actually supportive of uh, of full crafting um, characters. I think those are in games that, again, I I don't have firsthand experience, so take that with a grain of salt. Mm. But in games like Star Wars Galaxies, I've heard friends talk about it. I've heard you know how much fun that aspect of it is and there's still some level of work and symbiosis that crafters need to have in order to be successful and get to those top tiers so i don't think it's going to be sitting in your you know freehold you know in a van down by the river and not interacting with people right i i think there is going to be you know that level of symbiosis and i talked about that in one of my hq articles that you know, and, and that's something that I'm I'm very happy that one of the devs that Quaternion Slurp had had read that article, and he was he was he said I'm grinning ear to ear about this man. This is, and I kind of glean that this is the direction they're going is that they want 
there to be full crafters out there, but those full crafters still need to interact with other crafters. They need to interact with adventurers yes. to get to those top tiers. Mm -hmm. So I think that social aspect, I think it's going to be intact, right? You know, time will tell, but design-wise, I feel like they're going in a direction where no man is an island. Definitely no man is an island. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I definitely do believe there will be a lot of super focused crafters that that's going to be their thing. I actually expect that there's, I think as much as people focus on the PVP elements of Ashes of Creation and the rating and all that, don't get me wrong, I like doing it all right. Uh, but I think people are, I think a lot of people are so focused on those elements and like wanting to engage in those elements. Cause I see more, more, more often than not, that seems to be more of the focal point than crafting and trade does for people. I'm not saying that we don't still have lots of conversations around that in the community. Clearly that happens. But when I look at it from like the perspective of how many people come in and talk about what they're looking forward to doing, crafting specifically is not the predominant one. It's not. So I even, as someone who's planning on playing originally, thought more that like, I, I kind of used to have this perspective that I was going to do Ashes and probably be much more focused on in-game progression rating, which I'll still do it. I'll still do PvP, and I'll probably excel at all of it mm -hmm. just fine. But I'm finding more and more because of the fact that Ashes is actually going to potentially really allow us to have a really good experience in trade and professions and crafting. I feel that a I feel that because of how much that has not been something I've been in, able to enjoy in MMORPGs for a long time, I actually find that I am gravitating more and more to that now as time is going on. Um, yeah. I think there's a pretty high probability I spend a lot more time focusing on trade and crafting than I, I actually thought I would when, you know, my interest in Ashes began. Just just a quick refresher. Yeah, sure. Um, can people outside, like, if they don't have citizenship, can they use crafting benches and stuff, or no? In the city? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I feel like on some level that's going to be acceptable, but it might be for some of those higher level crafting. Like, I feel like the things that are going to be specific to citizenship... And mayoral mayoral unlocks probably like the any only, of those things are probably not going to be accessible. And I feel like probably if it is, it's going to be more of like these orbiting sort of stations more yeah. than core stations. I mean, the only reason I'm saying this is because mm. um, if we have a population cap on each node, not all of your alts will be able to become citizen. Henceforth, they True. won't be able to craft the high tier items or the constant loop of items that you want. But yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure on the citizenship part again. Yeah. I, I think citizenship is by account though. So if you have, if you're, it? if I'm not mistaken, I thought it was by account, but unless something changed, so somebody fact check me here, but I'm pretty certain that it was yeah. by account. Okay. I, I, because I, your freehold is by account as well. Yeah, so I'm um, pretty sure I'm looking at it uh, right now online. Actually, I feel like what I was saying is accurate. It's probably going to be the. OK, 
Uh, citizenship grants certain things I'm going through. And yeah, I think it's going to actually be, and I'm looking for the actual quote here. I saw it whenever I actually was looking at the, uh, the particular, um, the particular uh, search point or whatever. But yeah, it says you might have access to mundane crafting benches, but the upper tier crafting benches are for citizens. So there it is. There's a confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what okay. I thought. It's going to be just those lower level, probably more standard crafting stations, but any of the upper level mm. stuff. I mean, that makes sense, though, because especially if like your mayor chooses to have specific buildings present. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's something the mayor's choosing and that's something you're going to have like, that, like the mayor pieces, citizenship pieces, all that stuff needs to be exclusive to to um, to the actual like citizens, because if it's not, then it kind of defeats the purpose of the uniqueness of a no, doesn't it? It yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, Quintarian uh, Slurping Chat. What up, homie? It's one of the Ashes does. Who has a hand on these sorts of things? Again, it depends on what type of resources are going to be available at the time. I don't assume mm. that um, resources will be rolling 24-7 for certain crafters. Like, for example, I don't assume that all the ore that people will need uh, for blacksmithing is going to be there at one time. time. They're going to make trading relevant, supposedly. If they're going to do that, then uh, resources are better be scarce, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and and you have to have that interaction, which kind of comes back to the point around higher tier Mm -hmm. crafting stations in a node only being accessible to citizens, right? If you do have maybe a mayor that's chosen, I don't know, a top tier blacksmithing station versus another that's chosen a top tier alchemy station, and you need some level of interaction between those two professions in order to make something even better, then yeah, definitely, I, I think that's mm. another way to add layers and social interaction and trade among nodes. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of, 100%. yeah, speaking of Ashes HQ, we got another topic that's up there from Donver. He actually made a list of ideas for on potions. So I definitely would like to, I know Skylark, the botanist who's around here is in the alchemy. There's a lot of other people that are, again, go check out Ashes HQ, see what the community's talking about over there. Contribute to the conversations, check it out. Uh, and yeah, we'll probably be pulling some more from that in the near future. I mean, it looks like we've got like another week. Mm, I'm thinking probably the next Ashes Dev stream is probably going to be the 24th if I was to make a bet on it, um, which means probably the 26th. So I think we'll have next week as another show. We're going to we're gonna talk about some YouTube comments, okay? Um, let's hit this one. So this one's from Bud, and I'm just going to say Bud because if you try to get me to say the rest of that name, it ain't happening, homie said there should be legendary materials that come from top difficulty dungeons and raids that is bind on pickup it offers uh, the go-getters legendary gear that's five to ten percent better and customizable but removes farming for uh, for uh, because it creates a bind on pickup item so talking about some of our last conversations i see some shaking of the head daedalus um sorry about that everybody you want to maybe share what you're shaking your head about no. <laughs> Is it safe to say that you're not in agreement with that statement? No, no. I BOP kills an economy. Um, and now granted, you you I can disagree. make an item more rare and you can have the mm-hmm. same effect right. than making it BOP. I have PTSD from BOP. Sorry, I just do. Because 
it, as a crafter, it's it's such a savage moment. It is so mm, so super savage, defeating to say, "Hey, I can make this really cool thing," but oh, it's BOP, right? right. And, and again, if you really want to have a healthy economy, you know, you you may bind some things, but I would be not an advocate of binding the vast majority of things. And I think there's other ways to maybe control people like twinking alts and so on. Right. But I think, yeah, make making something rare is fine, right? Because then it has value to you as a player, to crafters and seeking it out. It just creates an opportunity for social interaction. But wow. BOP just seems to me like, you know, carrying on the legacy of that Blizzard game. Oh, man, that's harsh. Although I can understand where you're coming from. All right, we got another comment. And I, I by the way, I, my perspective is this. I generally am going to probably say I agree with you, Daedalus, and probably a lot of other people on that point. However, like everything, I need to see things actually in practical application. That's the only way I could ever say like, yeah, I think this is good and it works and it's awesome and I like it. Let's go with it. Or, oh, this feels like a horrible bad time. And I don't, I don't think it's going to equate like, a reason for me to want to be engaged in that system or otherwise that's kind of my i don't like mm -hmm. to be that dude but i'll be that dude what is bop why not pick up because my mind is taking b alone and op alone is that what it is or no, is it no, something else i pick something up and i can't trade it that's it's yeah. called bind up oh pick up. okay yeah okay yeah. okay okay so are you for that or against that then wait i'm i'm against He's it against. and that's if it's a very much a wow thing because wow had like mm. bind on equip which means i can pick something up i can trade it until yeah. i equip it on my character and then mm. i can't do anything ah, with it okay yeah bind on account etc now this is bind <laughs> on pickup right so okay then i'm against that too then yeah you're against it okay <laughs> cool okay <laughs> I mean, like people in chat are talking about like thought he was trolling <laughs> oh my gosh we're getting trolls in chat okay okay next one this one's from glundberg who has commented on lots of videos over on youtube again i'm bouncing around between them and I, and over the course of our past two to three shows these these comments are coming from those shows right so i wanted to actually uh talk about some of the ones that have been uh been posting recently here said you know hey guys good to see you when you started the discussion about why they are not showing us the development taking us long for the ride got me thinking they talked about the harm that an unfinished feature or asset can have because people choose to forget the game is not done and rather say the game looks bad and we all know that negative comments give unfortunately more traction on social media but it could also be another reason why they do not show us unfinished stuff simply because uh, these Scrum for the development. Scrum is the agile framework, specifically meaning software development. We used this back in 2008 and 9. FunCon, when we developed Age of Conan, not a long ago, it took certification to be a Scrum master myself. Start in new position in August. So, congrats on your new position, by the way, homie. Let me give yes. you some context. So, talk about Scrum. He said, meant for complex software development. The team work is iterations from one to four weeks. And they start with a planning meeting and it ends with a review of a finished product. The team picks up work from a product. Backlog is prioritized for the new product owner, Stephen, and they will focus on the next iteration. One of the essential parts of the team has to decide the definition of done. 
This is a quality standard everything's meant to be. Now, the final say on all that clearly is Stephen. He is the be-all, say-all for all things, right? And say that the team picks up 10 tasks at work, but they meet the definition of done by seven of them. They maybe only show you those seven tasks or items and in the review and for live streams, et cetera, because they want to give the wrong impression. Now, this is something Daedalus has specifically uh, acknowledged and talked about in previous shows, right? I get why we aren't. They aren't showing certain things. They hint at certain things and talk about certain things, but we don't see those certain things because per- perhaps it's not at that perspective to where they're ready to showcase that yet. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that perspective quite a bit. It was a really well, well thought out uh, comment on the uh, live stream showcase on YouTube. So I really appreciate those types of things, especially the ones that kind of give a more objective perspective as opposed to this sucks. Cause it's not out and I hate these bastards, man. <laughs> not like that kind of stuff. Cause when I see that, I'm just like, Oh, you seem sad on the inside and we're going to move on. Is exactly what I think. Okay, some other perspectives. We got one here. Now, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Mirror Rift, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's TLF in chat. I could be wrong, but I feel pretty confident about that. Said as far as enchants, so we're talking about, remember we had those conversations around enchants and breaking and decay and all that. Okay, said as far as enchants and making them decay, I'd rather them have items that need a repair, the whole piece uh, decaying with each repair job that adds 3% decay, where the item will eventually... I am right? Okay, cool. Where the item will eventually break and need replacing, and the items show percentage of damage so players can decide when to repair, and the enchants uh, socketed with costs to change. On summoners, my idea would be summoners could cast temporary 10-second pets, that one that generates aggro, one to give a level uh, level group buffs like healing and um, and one to have about two to three pets with five seconds between each cast time and other pets utility buff that I can't think of offhand. Now, that was in reflection to uh, the discussion we had from Ashes HQ around Donver who posted talking about summoners and them being able to fulfill certain roles, if you all remember that. Thoughts, gentlemen, on, on either one of those points. The... The enchanting one, I, I probably would probably say I don't, I probably wouldn't be on board with that particular one, but I'm curious what you think. You guys think about that? Yeah, I, I was just thinking some something, uh, somebody from the community, and I'm sorry, I don't recall who, but we were talking about this very topic um, in one of the past podcasts, and they talked about double dipping, and this is totally double dipping in my opinion. It It feels mm-hmm. like a feels bad type of gameplay to have not only, you know, cost to repair, but then like bigger cost to replace at some point. Right. Mm. Um, that's not to say that like certain, in, you know, like the enchanting component of it doesn't have risks to it True. or shouldn't have risk to it. But granted, now that we know that enchanting isn't really a profession per se, it's kind of a combination of different things. I think that opens up some possibilities. Very true. Um, but I think, you know, to me, the risk versus reward with air quotes enchanting as a whole and the fact that acquisition and getting rare materials, you're going to have some resource scarcity there. It just feels like it's overly punishing to a player, um, especially like all segments of players. Now, granted, you have just like you said before, we've got to see this in testing to see what actually, mm. how it ends up. But like me personally, I'm not on board with this at this point. 
Yeah, I think my main my main reason I wouldn't be on board with that, too, would be just because, like, I don't want to feel like anything feels super taxing like a job. Like there's this high level of maintenance that goes into because this 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 would feel too much to me, like, um, for example, artifact system or whatever in World of Warcraft, where you got to go farm a bunch of stuff, dump into it, keep it maintained, kind of that sort of thing. So there's there's those things. Those are some of the things that I tend to like not really care a whole lot about. But again, you you also do want it, want enchanting to be meaningful and to feel like it's impactful. And you know, all in all, when I when I see that comment, I think well, to someone who's engaging in that enchanting, if they got that in their player style or whatever. <clears throat> and we talked about scribes potentially being, uh, well, no, scribes are the sort of like end line for crafting that because other other artisan professions and classes might funnel into that, but they're the, they're the ones that create that final product of an, of an enchanted scroll. Right. And so for that reason, you, you want when those are distributed, right. To then be meaningful to the individual who's potentially going to be selling them at a stall. Um, so the cost benefit analysis on that, I just, I don't know what would look right for that. Definitely, you know, a for effort on thought process there, but it's one of those things that I want to see play out in regard to the summoner talk. I'm kind of, I'm kind of MIA on that one because I think for me with the summoners, I still just really need to see what the hell they're going for here because I can hypothesize so many different ways they could do this. So many ways that to me would be a horrible way to go about it. A lot of ways I wouldn't want them to see, to see them doing it. But at the end of the day, being able to supplement be a supplemental villain role for any of the you know the three areas you'd probably see somebody is important but how do you find the strike the balance of meaningful and and not like completely take an over role either i don't know man it's a difficult one yeah i mean it it really depends on how the monetary system in game is going to work um like like Sims suggested, you don't want it to be a chore where you have to constantly keep looking and eyeballing on such finances every single time you want to touch the game because it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Um, at least for the casual uh, player base. But you don't want it to be too easy so hyperinflation happens. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good point. If hyperinflation happens, the economy of the game just breaks. And I think that's like... 30 percent 30, uh, 30% of the game just dies. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Um what's it called? The whole summoner thing, I agree with Sim. It's kind of MIA because we don't know what the mm. summoner is. He could literally fart and say, Yes, I've made this a, a wind spirit. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happens? That shit better get clipped. I just gotta hey, say. I got that a question. Get clipped. Hey everybody, what happens when a murder bunny farts? Basil somebody a, dies. Someone <laughs> at what? When <laughs> somebody dies. That's what happens, ah. man. It's called the death wind, brother. <laughs> the death wind from a murder bunny. It's called only. the death chamber. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tricky, man, with the the summoner because ah, the potential for them to do some really interesting things is there even without being like really innovative in that regard, because there are certainly things that we have seen in plenty of other MMORPGs or just games in general, where you have like something that is a summonable creature or whatever that exists and can provide something, right? Look at, look at things like shamans in world of Warcraft with totems, 
or hunter pets or the the creatures that you have that are part of like your uh magic skill in the elder scrolls online right in the daedra line right where you can have daedra pets as part of the that sort of like dynamic um and then you can look at a lot of things in, in plenty of other games where it's like you can summon blades or you can summon, you know, but so there's definitely a lot of really great references to pull from where it functions well, is very supplemental, can make a difference in group combat and helping to sort of like sub for maybe not completely, but at least partially of a role um, to sort of help to make that difference. But and still be fun and still have a high level of skill in order to be able to function well in that regard and not take away from anything else really too much. So it's just a matter of what they choose mm. to do there. So I'm very curious. Yeah. I'm it's not a fan of like the 10 second pets either. I mean, I think if you're a summoner, the, like the, for me, the defining like concept is you have summons that are like permanent to a point, right. They can be killed or what have you. Right. Yeah. But they're not something that's on a timer. Um, it might be cool to have like, maybe like a, larger ability that you can channel through your summon that is limited um but i i'm not i'm and personally like i'm not a pet class person i never have been i mean i like marginally tried a hunter and i think in like my earlier days i've tried like other pet classes and it's not my thing but i still feel like one of the defining characteristics is if you're called a summoner you should be able to bring stuff in and be persistent you just it might, from my perspective, it might be more interesting to kind of figure out at what level, like how many pets you can have and what combinations. And that's going to be, to me, the strategy of it. Um, at least that's my thinking. Mm. We'll see more. And, you know, if we do get to the some of the other topics here, I would be interested in maybe thinking through like how they can do more in the class archetype space. If not, we'll save it for the next time. But oh, we're definitely going to get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but gotta, yeah, that, that would be my take. Yeah, we definitely have a few more points here before we get done, but we're we're getting there. Any thoughts, Faisal, on that? Any any other further thoughts? I don't think so. All right. You completely frozen. Oh no, what? he's there. <laughs> he just zoned uh, yeah, out. I, I, for, yeah, I was like, oh for a minute, I'm like, I was thinking the same thing, and all of a sudden the head moved. <laughs> Dude, I thought he was like, I was like, I think we just lost Faisal. I think he's got a stun lock camera right now. Nope. And then all of a sudden he's like, what? <laughs> okay. How about we do this next point so we can kind of get towards the end here because I definitely want to hit those points. Okay. Um, we got one here from Gwavain, who's who's again on YouTube, been there for been there for ages, leaving comments. So shout out to all y'all. Um, pretty much everybody that I've read from, except for the first person is like our regulars for the most part. Said, for those two past years I followed the game, I've understood the cosmetic packs to be assets they build the world with. Selling them gives us a way to support them. Exclusive because Steven likes it that way. High paywall because Steven likes it to be rare. For the way I can see it to continue once launched, its packs are related to the next update along uh, alongside of classic cosmetics. So there we go. So this one definitely comes full circle, kind of hitting all what we started the show talking about a bit. Also piggybacks off of uh, discussion points uh, we've had over the past several podcasts. Thoughts on that, if we have any. I wanted to showcase it nonetheless. I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily a high paywall if you have already previously bought in. Mm -hmm. I think the paywall to me is more like the packs that have like the alpha access and so on. 
because once you're in there, I mean, it's a low barrier to entry, right? In my opinion, like, you know, five bucks to 25 bucks is like something that I think, you know, is relatively reasonable. I mean, I do feel it's on the higher end, but given the quality and of cosmetics we've seen from concept to actual, I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a way to support the game. Um, and Steven does like them to be rare, but it is like, you know, something that's relatively easily acquirable. And, um, but I think as he mentioned before, you can get similar cosmetics in game. I'm not going to say same. It might be different right. color schemes that might be slightly tweaked, but these are all like baseline things populating the world. And I think the variety there is, mm. and the, the fact that it's merit based, once you get in, you don't necessarily have to buy these packs. It's, right. it's, uh, it's okay from my perspective. I agree with Daedalus at the most parts. And um, what's it called? I wanted to say something. Shit, I forgot. Ah. <laughs> what happens when Bunny gets sleepy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> too many ideas in your head. But yeah, I wanted to say is... Shit, I forgot again. Faisal <laughs> <laughs> the Forgetful, uh, new title in game. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? They were saying that uh, the packages wouldn't be as worth for them to join like um let's say alpha 2 it really mm. depends on the person um how much do you want to be a part of this game and what's it called like what do you want to like put your hand into this development because as much as we speak we only try to support and try to guide them to what we want kind of uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> if Steven is convinced by it, that is. Um, yeah, try to give him our ideas and hope that it impacts development in a positive way. And uh, there are benefits to it and there's uh, negatives to it, sure. But like, it really depends on the person at the very end of the day. It's true. Yeah, so once you know Faisal next time, if I can remember, it's going to be... And everybody, welcome back. Faisal the Forgetful, the Sleepy Murder Bunny. Titles are just... The titles are just growing, man. That's all I got to say about that. I don't mind. At least I accept my titles. So oh, come on, dude. Don't even try to imply that nonsense. I see you, Faisal. I see you, dude. Come on, man. Gosh, dude, I'm gonna have to go. I'm just gonna next next podcast. You all are gonna we're gonna go live, and it's gonna be nice and light in here. And then I'm gonna let's see. It'll just be interesting to see where you try to go with that. Let's talk about our next comment from Vale, who I believe is also Vale Mister Warden. What we see here in chat sometimes. I'm severely impressed with what Ashes has shown us. And Margaret said that they have only shown us ten percent of what they have. First, I didn't want Ashes to show their hand, but after thinking about it a bit, I'm glad they did because they just threw down the gauntlet and every MMO is on notice. Evolve or die. I totally agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. I feel like that's yeah, quite a really good, you know, reference to something that I've said a lot too. I just, more and more that we go further forward, I'm just like, you... You've got to step up, man. Like you're gonna to have to step up to keep up with this this game when it when it gets to launch. If it continues along mm -hmm. the path it's been on, 
Yeah. I mean, but the problem is you still got people that prefer to just pay to win it too. So there's always going to be a market for those people, right? Developers love their wells and well, lo wells love their developers that cater to their, their coin purses. So they can feel special and good and awesome when in, in fact they didn't earn it through in-game merit. They just bought their way in like a fake. You know phony. something? I just realized right. something. <laughs> Talking <Imagine>. shit. <laughs> Imagine, imagine if Ashes decided to patent their weather system. It just fucks every other MMO in existence. Dude, I have never seen a game that does that. Not even like, oh, like open world RPGs or any of that. Like seriously, that's just blows my mind. When I saw that, I was like, dude, the titles are growing. Alfina is like rocking it along right now, y'all. Holy hell, right? Jeez, dude. Okay. Next up, my friends, Half Tilt. That's right. Half Tilt left us a comment. This is uh, from the last show. And he says, on the surface value, I'm with you all thinking that one week seasons feels too quick. However, I think an important consideration here will be how impactful seasons are on the various aspects of the game. Will summer crops wither and die in the winter, or will they grow slow by 50%? Will the impact on relatable skills by nice to take, sorry, by nice to take advantage of or be very impactful on combat? Will there be plentiful seasonal events during each season? And will the rewards demand completion in a FOMO or even progression sense? I'm analyzing through this through the lens of a casual 10 hours of play per week in the effects of seasons is preset, but doesn't demand a much larger presence in game or require constant re-gearing skilling, then one week may not be so bad. If season changes are so impactful that I have to harvest crops, change skills, abilities, or complete X amount of events each week, then I lean towards much longer seasons. Great show as always, gents. We'll try to get back on for guest appearance soon, half tilt. We miss you, homie. But life comes first. You're missed. We can't wait to see you here again. But thanks for chiming in and sharing. Thoughts, gentlemen, or anybody else? I've seen a lot of awesome comments in the chat as we've been going through today. Sorry I haven't been able to reference all of them, but you all keep us busy. Yeah, that definitely they do keep us busy. I, I agree. I mean, I think we've talked about this before. One week is just way too short. And I know that they did talk about considering two weeks. And plus, there's other events and things that could mm -hmm. lengthen seasons. So I think they just they just need to test it, honestly. Um, but I, I think you don't want to make it too quick. It's going to be too jarring for the player base. And I'm not like turning this into like this should cater to casuals. You need to kind of find a good, healthy balance between people that don't have a lot of time to invest in the game and still feel relevant versus folks that, you know, no life it or try hard it or what have you. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you've, you've got to be able to kind of strike that balance um not necessarily try to be everything to everybody but strike a balance where there's some True. things that you know can can be impacted by this and not but i i think two weeks plus is is going to be the the right balance in my perspective again knowing not knowing what i don't know yet not seeing anything like live in any type of True. test environment i can't comment further than that but just feels right right now. Just my gut is saying one week is too short. So I agree. Right on. What about you, Faisal? And how am I supposed to sell my blankets in a week? That's that's impossible. I ain't gonna lie. Question is, are those blankets doused in blood from those that you killed to steal them? Or are you Maybe. planning? 
<laughs> I was gonna say, are you playing to like crap those blankies yourself? But that was a pretty quick answer, so I think we yeah, all know they're, where they're marked with the blood of his enemies. Yes, that is. <laughs> this is my stamp. None, never, no one stamp is exactly the same, but they are all mine. <laughs> that's how you get it. That's how you get a. Uh, that's how you get a uh, reputation right there, right? Oh my Blood-soaked god! Blood-soaked print is gonna happen. Blood-soaked yeah. anything's a Faisal. Faisal the forgetful is here with his murder bunny ways. Uh. All right, so here we go. With as our much as game. we kid about all this, you guys are gonna see seeing me in game the exact opposite of what we're right. talking about. <laughs> He's gonna be like running around, having a good time, having fun and stuff. And we're like, "What you been up to, murder bunnies?" He'd be like, "Oh man, I was picking some herbs, you know, like bathing in the sand dunes." <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he's gonna have he's gonna have the booze cruise going on yeah, with right. his opulence <laughs> right and then yeah. he's gonna have his like little old harem oasis is what's gonna happen <laughs> so I mean, you're not far off for sure <laughs> yeah. you know, he's like i like that idea the more, the more clips of these moments we have the better for my um my reel that i'm gonna put together one of these days Oh, it'll it'll I mean, happen. Hey, you have you have me on my happy hour. You might say shit. I might say shit that you don't just expect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Basil <laughs> Forgetful will end up being a top tier animal tamer, right? It's funny. So, question, right? And coming back around on this idea of transparent development and coming full circle, right? There were some things that we've seen around transparency on archetype class development. So, and this is uh, just a question to pose, and I, I would love to, as many people that watch this, whether you're here live, you can drop uh, chats on this in Discord with us, you can chop, drop them on the YouTube, whatever, like share them on the HQ forums, wherever you want to, anywhere we can see this so we don't miss it, but we talk about archetypes in, in class, right, development, combat's obviously very important, augmentation system, these are really big things. Um, do we feel that that there's like a, a lack of a sense of urgency in showcasing these? Whether wherever you stand on that, I know we probably already talked about that um, a bit already. So I feel like for us here on the show, it's probably a bit of a mute point because we talked about it before. But I want to reiterate on it because I'd like to know what community sentiment is. So maybe share more of your thoughts in those places I'd mentioned. Second point, what areas could the dev team be showcasing more of or being more transparent on? Maybe this is just a wishful thinking question for a lot of us. What would we like to be seeing more of? Some of us might reference what they could show on the live stream coming up or live streams coming up. We could be talking articles. We could just be talking in general. Gentlemen, thoughts? I've been waiting for this question the entire podcast tonight because I, yes. I think one of the things that I think they can do that really will help them flesh things out more is is a dev diary and dev diary specifically on each archetype and i know they gave us all a blurb before like in the kickstarter they've done some of that work like as well like in when they were setting us up for like the the siege that they kind of redirected and, and didn't end up doing um in in lieu of the, like the battle royale piece um but I think it would be really cool for them to do like kind of class fantasy dev diaries to have them kind of dig into maybe conceptually what they're doing if they don't have anything that they're ready or willing to showcase, but at least kind of give them like an idea, maybe just have 
some armor sets of like these different classes and their progression and talk a little bit more about like what their like thinking is on how they envision these classes. Cause I think early on, like Sim, you and I and others were talking about like, you know, what our concepts were for each of these archetypes. I did my own thing, yeah. like on a similar vein. And it was just a lot of great dialogue and community engagement and those types of conversations. And I think this in and of itself, like in lieu of just like showing the classes and showing the combat and so on, right? I mean, those are all things that, yes, that would be awesome too. But in the interim, it might be worth us maybe just having like a deep dive where you talk to the class designers, you talk to Steven, you talk to like, you know, people within the team that are working on these classes and talk about like some of the things like conceptually that they're thinking about as they build the archetypes. And then as we get into like crossing them over, doing something similar, and maybe it's something about the augmentation system, or maybe it's just something about how they're planning on combining like two classes and how that will feel. I think those would be things that are, I would say relative can be like relatively, um, you know, I wouldn't say information heavy, but have some meat to it without necessarily revealing their hand, which we talked about in like another mm -hmm. comment today and on the, from YouTube. Yeah. Nah, 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 Dedos. I want to see code line by line. I want to see all the details because I want to understand that shit There's regardless of I'm not a programmer. <laughs> <laughs> but you want it all uh, or else? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying the star citizen <laughs> approach where like I, I legit, okay, I have to, I have to do an aside here because <laughs> this was another like ragey moment. I'm like, Hey, look, there's an update on like uh, Squadron 42. Let me oh, check that out. Gosh. Legit, there was an update where they said, oh, yeah, they spent time um, like having people like successfully getting people to be able to pick up and move like cargo in a ship. I mean, it was something like so like low level. I'm like, you legit reported out on something that low level. So that's what wow. you say. Talk about granular codes like we needed to make sure somebody could pick up and move stuff in there. Like uh, in there. I mean, yes, you can wow. work on that. I'm not, I'm not vilifying the fact that they're working on that, but that's not a news update. That's not like, legitimately. Uh, yeah, I, that's, that's like, you know what? You could have shortened that video by like, you know, 35 minutes. If you just didn't talk about crap like that. Oh, <laughs> oh. Someone, someone, uh, Daedalus, please, if you're here for the post show, please don't forget to remind me of this point because I'm going to go off on this and I'm going to tell you exactly okay. what this told me, made me think about. But that's a good reference. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I agree with most of what Daedalus said. I would like them to make a cooking show so we can see all the cooking <laughs> stuff that's going to happen in Ashes. I ain't gonna lie. I don't want that shit. <laughs> you want a you want a cooking show brought to you by Intrepid yes. Studios? Yes. Real talk. Yes. Who's the cook? Dude, I would love to do like Ashes of Creation recipes IRL. They need to they need to make cooking. I don't want to say realistic, right? That's yeah. that's that's a dirty word in this case. <laughs> but I want like legit recipes that make sense. Absolutely. That's one thing. Now, granted, there was other issues with Guild Wars too. But that's one thing that I really enjoyed about Guild Wars 2 when I was doing the cooking is like you have like ingredients that make sense to make a recipe that makes sense. So I would love right. to do that. And then yeah, that that that's a great that's a great idea. I like that. It. I like that. I'm supportive, Basil. Murder Bunny, Murder Bunny Chef uh, collaboration. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, dude. You you kill it, we eat it. <laughs> if you make it or if you cook it, they will come. Yeah. I'll 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 be the Australian hunter, the, oh the my guy. Gosh. You imagine. Yeah. So okay. Okay, all right. I can get behind. We this have stuff. a wild salmon approach. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna poke it. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! So, I, I actually think that that's. I would probably want to like totally piggyback off of that and say I wholeheartedly would like to see what Daedalus is talking about. Um, I, I don't. I guess here's here's the thing, right? You, you don't necessarily have to showcase anything in order to engage in those conversations uh i i think that the 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 pre-alpha one uh class stuff was it was cool it was interesting i mean there was a skill missing from one of them there we we did some stuff on that it was kind of basic um but i don't know man like i it seems that they've been through the process so far with the art with the class archetypes of, of reworking things more than once now We've had the changes from Alpha 0 to Alpha 1. We're going through changes from Alpha 1 into Alpha 2. We don't know exactly what those changes are are like, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't think you need to share what skills are and any of that in order to go, so here's what we're thinking of going for with this class. Here's where our brain's at. Here's what we're working on. Um, You know, what are some things about this approach to the class dynamics in regard to skills and indoor passives that you all like or don't like in an MMORPG? And then you can kind of pull on community sentiment. And as you're going into it, while you don't necessarily have to let that guide your decisions and in in regard to like what you're actually going to do with those skills and or abilities, I don't think it's it's ever really too late to start doing that, though. I guess I'm actually kind of shocked that they haven't been doing that already at this point, even if it's just on the forums in regard to dev discussions. You got eight archetypes you could be just going to town on right now, and what better time to pull community feedback and sentiment than when you're already kind of going into that planning stage for the archetypes and class augmentations to begin with. I mean, maybe they're spending, and again, speculation, but maybe they're spending a little more time like finalizing those archetypes we haven't seen and maybe going to do an information blast that's more consistent. I mean, I think that would be good because one of the things that I think we talked about in the past when we were talking about like types of nodes, they were definitely on a good clip and then they kind of stopped there. I think maybe lesson learned, hopefully, right, is if if they're going to do like a series Let's make sure the series is kind of thought out end to end before they release it. I'm at least that would be like my hope, so that that way we're not left like, uh, okay, <laughs> waiting for that next one that is on the back burner. Yeah, I would say it's it's just one of those things where it's like you can't help but wonder kind of where they're at on all that and where their minds have been at on some of those decisions. But I think overall class dynamics. I mean, why not, man? I mean, people are ready for it. I think that people would love to know what you're going for, even just to engage in conversations around it with the dev team. Certainly are hungry enough for that conversation, I think. Anyway, would definitely like to know what more people think. Any any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this one up? Because I know we're definitely getting there. And people are focusing more now talking about oatmeal freaking cookies in chat. And that's my favorite. Oatmeal raisin cookies are my favorite uh, cookies. We can thank my grandmother for fattening me up as a kid with those damn things oh my god damn (laughs) y'all gentlemen final thoughts before we wrap this one up 
going to wind this one down for our next show next week. Nothing for me. Really good show. It was. It was great. Faisal, are you in the oatmeal raisin gang as well? Well, yeah, I'm I'm in the food gang in general. I'm the one who recommended this, Sim. What do you mean? (laughs) I'm talking about wanting to bake them on a show, Sim. Like, he's like... (laughs) Well, friends, it's a good time. We will definitely continue with the Pathfinder post show as always. You got to be here live on Twitch for those. So I always encourage you to be here for part of the show. You just don't get any other. You don't get the full scope of the show unless you're here with and seeing how the community chats uh, engaging with us. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, the, the chat was lit today and, and we are going to pick up on a lot of topics in the LFM podcast this Thursday. We're doing them every two weeks. Um, but gentlemen, as we wind this Pathfinder podcast down, why don't you let people know your domains and where they can find you? By the way, Faisal actually posted a daggum. He tweeted this week. He did it. He did it one yes. or two days later. He did it. I think a tweet. And I was I like, oh, look at you. <laughs> right. Now you just got to engage with people on there. And then you're probably going to be considered an active user Sim, baby steps okay the baby fair, steps fair point man i'm just saying homie you're talking about wanting to create uh to make your own shop and i'm like hey it's good for get get into practice get there and put your ceo hat on real soon all right daedalus you can just do what i do Faisal. is just hop on ashes of creation at them and then just say something disparaging <laughs> about our our fearless oh leader here <laughs> oh my you, god you can, right dude he calls me out for and then, and then trump is almost reinforcing it live it's ridiculous Faisal, yeah, they did like right. the post fyi just telling you they did like the post yeah they like anyway, i'm on twitter clearly um at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash lee slash the ashen herald yes. and one more thing shameless plug Please, please, please hop on Ashes HQ. A lot of great info on there. Great resource. And there's articles. Articles that the community has contributed to. Yes. Great stuff. And I would really appreciate any like comments, suggestions, you know, disagree with me. Like whatever. Just get out there. Be a part of the conversation. That's that's how how it should work. So talk yeah. to you. That's what the HQ is all about anyway. Speaking of which, Faisal. Mm-hmm. You guys can find me on Twitch as Faisal108 and on Twitter as Bigel108. Stay tuned next time for me posting something on Twitter again. (laughs) That's interesting, Faisal. We will definitely do that, buddy. And friends, I want you all to remember whether we might be coming to the end of this show, but, you know, remember that you don't have to be on the show to be a Pathfinder. The Pathfinders are, well, they're all of you. All of you that are here when we're live, those of you that contribute to the conversation in the HQ, in the Discord, over discord.gg forward slash smorg, or in the comments on YouTube. All the Patreon supporters, all of y'all, y'all make this great. You make it really easy to stay the course, friends. So, till next week, live your best lives, walk in the light. Much love to you, to Intrepid Studios, and friends we're going to see you next week for the next one. Stay cozy like Faisal the Murder Bunny, right? And walk in the light like me. And have a great night. And we'll see you next time, everybody. All right, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Unbelievable.